Welcome to The Creative. Yeah, it's a cool city. How's the move been then? It's good. I was in Lansing before that, and there's, I mean, there's only a little bit more in Lansing than there is in Mount Pleasant, so being in Grand okay. Rapids is a nice, nice change of oh. pace. So, I'm pumped. Uh, have you ever been to uh, Yester Dog? Yes, yeah, I went for the first yeah. time probably like two or three weeks ago. Yes, it's my favorite place in Grand Rapids, so. It's so good. So it's actually good. where I took my wife on her first date, and uh, she did not partake in any of the the chili dogs no oh, it was not a good bad. first date but we're married now so worked out so, you know <laughs> it did work <laughs> out so. yeah solid nice jeremy Alrighty, talk us through all right so i figured the i'm still waiting for him as of last night he was still good to go cool and then i emailed him the rundown and i gave him my phone number and then i sent him a link to the skype um so but I haven't heard anything from him since, so we'll just kind of play it by ear. Uh, for the rundown specifically, I just figured, uh, did you have a chance to listen to uh, that podcast at all? Yeah, I listened to a couple episodes, and some of it I kind of just free-flowed with, um, where I listened to some of it, and then I'd switch to another episode to kind of get a feel for what the conversation was like, and then, you know, the mailbag episodes, each time those popped up, you know, it's like five people on a call or six people on. And so it worked out pretty nicely and it gave me some context to like what they do and how they get it going. So, yeah. 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 For like full context, because <clears throat> he started at Caleb, was it Showtime? And then he oh, worked at <laughs> and he worked at ESPN. Yeah. And then uh, he was part of like the uh, layoffs in ESPN. So then he created his own. So he worked specifically with like the NBA. Yeah. So I'm not sure like how much you follow NBA coverage, but he worked with like Amin Hel Amin Hel Hassan, like Rachel Nichols, and like all those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um. And then so when he was like go, he kind of took his podcast and created his own like independent podcasting network. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been called a few different things. Uh, it's been the Basketball Friends. Uh, right now, it's called Count the Dings Podcast Network. Yep. So that's mm -hmm. where he does like the Friday Mailbag. He does the Black Opinions Matter. He does uh, the Dad Pod, uh, yeah. the Weather Mod mm -hmm. Pod. Um, his Back into the Left, which is like his conspiracy theory one. And I uh, guess the thing that's really cool about him specifically is that, I mean, he has a really unique background, but then also the community that it's built around it is something I really want to like chat with him a little bit about. Caleb had a good question for him because he bring like a lot of the correspondence, if you want to call them that on his podcast are, uh, I mean, you could say like people like us, like everyday people, but Very he has just like an as far as sports podcast. Yeah. He just yeah. has a talent for finding like super interesting people that are, you know, good at being conversationalists and, you know, not necessarily well-known household names. Gotcha. And so, yeah, I, I can't. Know. What's that, Gil? I was just going to say, I think uh, initially the appeal for most people is uh, his podcast was a sports podcast, but it didn't take itself too seriously. A lot yeah. more candid. And so that's kind of what they've, like, thrived off, like, that community. Like, anyone can be part of it. Anyone can can share their opinion. You know, you don't have to be a, a beat writer or something like that to, to enjoy or partake so sweet yeah so i figured we could talk a little bit about his journey first and then jump into like count the dings which is the more like culturally focused podcast network 
And then they recently, over the summer, made a deal with The Athletic, uh, which is a sports uh, website. <laughs> Your lights came on, Caleb. I know. Uh, they're automatic. I don't, I don't know how to make them not automatic. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a sports website with, I think, what? They said they have about 700,000 subscribers, like paid subscribers right now. Dang. And he completely started basically their podcasting network from scratch. And since yeah. then – they just announced that they're adding about 20 or 30 more sports podcasts to their lineup. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And then I just wanted to ask him a few questions about, you know, for us, we're in our infancy as a podcast. So what are, you know, what are some tips to make, not necessarily a career out of this, but just to be successful in definitely a very saturated market. But while we wait for him, Caleb, are we, uh, are we mourning Blake Griffin's hamstring right now? Honestly, I think it's good for us. Historically, <laughs> In the Pistons' past three or four seasons, we have had very hot starts, and then we cool off very quickly. And so I think for us, we kind of need to see what our team looks like without Blake, because if, if we just look like dog crap without him, then it's like, all right, then we know. Like, we are not a good team without Blake, and the pieces we have um, aren't worth keeping. And so I say, like, uh, Rod Beard had kind of suggested that he might be out for, like, the first 10 games. Um, in the first 10 games, like, let's say we're – I don't know, eight and two, then there you go. That's your answer. You know, mm-hmm. we don't deserve Blake. Well, we t- uh, tear it down, you know, <laughs> but if we can hover around 500, then, then I'm happy with that. So did you see the report from <clears throat> the athletics, James Ed- Edwards, the third of, he kind of did like a prediction of the Pistons, like three ways the season can go. No, I and didn't. One, Oh, so I think it just came out today. And one basically saying is if Blake stays healthy and the Pistons capitalize because they have one of the easiest schedules the first half Mm. of the season, that they could kind of cap out at 47 wins and, you know, at least be competitive in the playoffs. I agree with that. He said option number two was they squeak into the playoffs. They finish in either the seventh or eighth seed at about 40 wins. Blake misses about 20 games. Uh, which now could be more of our reality if he's going to be out eight games. Most and then likely. option number C was uh, we win about 30, like two games. Blake mm-hmm. misses a lot of time. Derek Rose misses a lot of time. And uh, that's when they kind of blow it up. Yeah. They said they let Reggie walk. They let Andre take a deal somewhere else. And then they trade Blake Griffin and kind of start from scratch. Wow. I think that's definitely a possibility. I think this is definitely a make it or break it year because they have Bruce Brown and Red, or and uh, Derek Rose were the two point guards that are signed on for next year. Yeah. So I could see like worst case scenario, it's like all right, no Reggie, we're we're hanging on to these guys, and even even Frazier in the preseason like looks plenty competent, like a guy that you would want to keep around the organization. So so I don't know. This I is... could definitely see that Reggie is like man, he is like on the thinnest device. Like if he if he does not do well with us. Then I honestly I could see him being out of the league, you know. Maybe yeah. a team takes a flyer on him, but like maybe an Orlando would take a flyer on him, but you know I could yeah I could see him uh, being out of the league after this year. Or maybe yeah I could I don't know if I'd go that drastic. I could honestly see him being like a third string point guard or like an you know end up playing for the Bulls or the Magic or a team or Charlotte, a team that's far worse than us. I can see Charlotte needing him, uh, and maybe even like some more West Coast teams, but I can't see a team in the league that is like in desperate need of a point guard unless they bring him on as like a shooting guard. Like you could argue like a team like LA who who is just, you know, 
trying to find anyone else that can handle the ball, like maybe they would take a flyer on them. But right. a team like Chicago, I think they're I think they're plenty happy with their guard rotation. You know, like I don't think they would bring someone in like uh, you know, uh, Reggie Jackson who might you know require minutes and take them away from from people like Kobe White or or what's his name Sadoransky. Yeah, Thomas. Tomas. Yes, Tomas. Um, what are you drinking? Oh, uh, PBR. Nice. So America's it's really finest. Cheap. It is like the cheapest beer you can find in Missouri, so <laughs> it's become like my favorite by default. Can you describe to Vince what it's like to live in Missouri, like in like your quick movie trailer recap? Okay, so imagine from September to like let's say April. It's awesome. The weather is amazing. The winters are super easy. You might have snow around Christmas time, which is nice, but like the winters are super mild. Um, and then for three or four months of the year, it sucks because it is 100% humidity every single day. And uh, if you step outside, you're just sweating immediately all the time. And so yeah, that doesn't you can't, sound fun at all. No, you can't survive without air conditioning. So my thing with Missouri, it's like, for only three or four months, it sucks, and the rest of the year, it's amazing. And so yeah. I can put up with that. At least with like with like Michigan, it's like Michigan. I think has a longer period of sucking because you get sicker <laughs> of the cold. You know, I, I at least for me, like yeah. I would say from like January till you know, I, yeah, yeah, January to April, it's just like it's just miserable. Like at that yeah. point, you're just so tired of the snow and so tired of overcast that uh. It just drains on you, man. Yeah, it takes no away kidding. your happiness. <laughs> right, it re- it really does. But yeah, I'll take three months of humidity versus five months of snow any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah snow my, and cold. My thing, like since living in Missouri during the summer, even with a car with air conditioning, I just always bring an extra shirt with me everywhere I go, so, just in case I sweat through one. So it's an interesting problem to have. It's a. Uh, I'm trying to be proactive, you know. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Jeremy, what is that secret Pristons group that you got invited to? Oh, okay. So oh, yeah. It's a definitely a Pistons marketing tactic. Yeah. Uh, they call it the Pistons 6, yeah. as like the Pistons 6, ma'am. Yeah. And I honestly don't know how I was picked for it, because I do tweet about them a lot, but... Yeah. If you follow Pistons Twitter, there are significantly more people that are way active, way more active than I am that were like mm-hmm. complaining they didn't get invited. <laughs> so maybe it's because when I tweet, I'm usually only supporting the team. Right. I think it's also your uh, college affiliations as well. That could uh, be. They, they know the impact that I have. My guess, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, they know your reach. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do know that my office, well, I don't know if they know that much. They do, that's a little creepy. Uh, that my <laughs> office sells Pistons tickets at discounted prices. So I see. Um, but yeah, no, they sent me free tickets to any preseason game that I wanted to go to. So Great. I picked one for a Friday and then I didn't go. Um, which I feel, if you're listening to Troy Pistons, I apologize. Um, but I would like some regular season tickets. We needed yeah. you. You were there. <laughs> uh, I think it was a Friday against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I was I was fine. And Blake Griffin, of course, wasn't playing, as he won't be playing for the next month. Mm. Ironically, uh, Timmy hit me up that he got free Pistons tickets, so him and I are going like November 9th on a Friday. So I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, really? Oh, did they That's win fun. that Friday game? 
Uh, they, did, they? they beat the Cavs, yeah, they did. Yeah, they actually they put together some good wins. Their bench unit seems I mean, pretty decent. I think for the preseason, they beat the teams they probably should have beaten, and they lost to, like, the 76ers. Like, they were obliterated by the 76ers. Makes sense. Um, which has kind of reaffirmed, like, my opinions of the 76ers this upcoming year. Like, I I think they have the best chance to win the title. Interesting. The 76ers um, this year? I think so. Uh, the My only concern with them is they don't have a lot of shooting. Mm. Um, but defensively, like, they are... Like they're terrifying to watch. So, yeah. um, but then and then too, we lost to Orlando. Like that was the other team we lost to, and like yeah. that's just a very Pistons thing to do. I think Orlando is like right where we are talent wise. So, mm-hmm. all right. So I know he's on Twitter because he tweeted two minutes ago. <laughs> I'm not, what if he, tweet? <laughs> what if he schedules his tweets? Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe he does. What, what time? Um, I'm it? I'm gonna like the tweet. No, just message him. Be a normal person. <laughs> Like, hey, we're ready yeah. to go if you are. <laughs> like, um, none of this uh, subtle stuff. Boom. Tweet sent. Oh I'm going to love listening back to this. So if he doesn't hop on, what what, what do you want to talk about, guys? <laughs> we will complain. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, that's funny. No, we will. We can still talk about, you know, podcasting and where we are at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Have Have either of you watched The Boys on Amazon? I haven't. Nope. No. Ah, oh, you really should. It's a good dark play on superheroes and what yeah. superheroes would really be like. It was a much more grounded in reality. Like, hey, some superheroes are probably going to be corrupt and working for the government. And um, how many episodes is it? It's like eight. Every I feel okay. like every Netflix, Hulu, um, HBO show nowadays is all like eight episodes. Yeah. Which I think is a good, that's a that's a sweet spot as far as this TV goes. Especially because you have to like make the seasons, and if people are gonna binge through your episodes, eight episodes is much more, it's much easier to make than you know mm-hmm. a twenty season episode that people watch in ten hours. So. Oh yeah, honestly, if a show is twenty episodes or more, like I don't even mess with it. It's like mm-hmm. I don't have the time to invest. Not at yeah. all. I, I'm man, when it comes to TV, like, I just, I think Dragon Ball Z ruined me on it, you know, where it's like, I love Dragon Ball Z, but I would never rewatch it because we're talking 300 episodes, if not more. Yeah. And so for TV, it's the same way. It's like, if you have 20 episodes per season, I'm going to assume that three or four of those episodes are important and the rest is filler. So, so right, yeah. are, are you telling me if Game of Thrones would have moved from what they have? Seven episodes, eight episodes, six? Mm-hmm. No, it was six episodes, right? So if they would have went from six episodes to twenty episodes for the final season, you would be upset and not watch no, it. No, that's the like that's definitely an exception. <laughs> I would say if Game of Thrones started at twenty episodes for a season, then I might have been skeptical on starting. But uh, if they did the final season twenty episodes, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'll watch this. Like, um, did they ever? Did either of you ever watch Outlander? No, um, Kenna did. Um, oh, yeah, Kenna talked to Noelle and I about it. Yeah, but I haven't, like, we haven't talked about it. She talked to me a bit about it after season one. And, like, seen I like the season time zone? Early, but Yeah. Random. Yeah, I'm an hour behind, oh, no. so. No, 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 not you, Caleb. I'm talking about yeah. Jade. No, he's not. He's in uh, Connecticut. Oh, gotcha. I was just curious if that might have been the, the delay. Yeah. yeah. I did tell him. I did specify when I 
I can read the interaction. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> I was like, hey, Jade, my friend and I do a podcast about creative expression. I wanted to see if you uh, would have or even a few minutes where you'd want to hop on. It would be an honor to have the evil producer talk about podcasting. And then he said, what about? And I said, just a little bit about your production history, what goes into making a good podcast. Explain I've been part of the community for a while. He says, sure, when? I said, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. He goes, that should work. Remind me on Monday. I reminded him on Monday. He gave me a thumbs up and said, looking forward to it. So. Then I texted him. I texted him yesterday. And then I said, just wanted to make sure we're still good. And then uh, he said, cool. And then I sent him all the stuff today. Cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm up to talk about whatevs. Yeah, I'm I'm up for anything too. Um, uh, should should I just intro it now? Yeah, and at the beginning, if he does decide to hop on, just cut that, just cut that part out. I will. Or just loop. Right. I don't know. Yeah, he'll figure it out. Or I yeah. think it'd be funny if we did two intros. Perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Good day and welcome everyone to the Creative Podcast, the podcast taking a critical look at the creative and not so creative parts of the world around us. Today I'm joined once again by my esteemed co-host, the other half of my dynamic duo. He likes what he likes unless he doesn't. He drinks the photos and he takes the wine, the coffee connoisseur himself that's still avoiding kayaking at all costs, it's Vincent Thurman. Joining Vince and I today is my brother from the same mother. He likes his coffee black and he likes his salmon grilled. We're still mourning the death of Blake Griffin's hamstring. It's Caleb Heinlein drinking a PBR. Mm. And then maybe joining us today is hopefully our esteemed guest and a podcast professional that I've been following for years. It's the executive podcast producer of The Athletic, the co-founder of Counting's Podcast Network, and the creator of the content that makes my commute to work very enjoyable. The evil producer, Jade Hoy, TBD, to be determined. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, uh, I mean, no matter what, we're going to have a great chat today just between at least the three of us. And I know, Caleb, you have to go because you're entertaining people at some point. Uh, yeah, no. How, Gentlemen, how's life? You know, life is good. I think that this week is one of my busier weeks at work, so that's kind of taking my focus a lot during the day. But the rest of my days are usually pretty good, so no complaints here. I just bought some new sneakers, and I'm really excited about them. So, Sweet. Yeah, what kind of sneaks? Uh, they're some Air Maxes. They're some Air Max 90s, and they are... Uh, purple, teal, and yellow with a little bit of black in there. So they look sweet. I love it. Yeah. Kill, kill. what were you going to say? Life sucks, man. <laughs> Freaking sucks. <laughs> you just bought a house. I did just buy a house. Oh, uh, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, life is good. It's just very stressful, you know. Uh, I don't know why moving into a house is so stressful, but it is. And uh, I have a lot of junk that I don't need. And I'm just throwing away stuff all the time. But it's great. It's good. It's good for me therapeutically uh, to kind of like clear my mind and my my space of living. So, yeah, no, I'm in the same boat with I just moved recently and a few episodes back. You'll hear me talk about uh, moving to Grand Rapids and moving to a new city. But 
I was in the same boat, like thinking about how much stuff I had and then thinking, why do I even still have this? Being able to mm-hmm. clear it out and make space for other things or just make space in general was just really, really good. So I feel you in the like decompressing through cleaning and getting rid of old things and repurposing them or moving them or donating them, whatever that might mean. So, yeah, I feel you there. Yeah, I'll be therapeutic. What are the unexpected things that you ran into during the moving process and buying a house? Oh, man, I would say the biggest thing is I didn't realize how much I would hate my furniture after putting it in a different building. <laughs> and so uh, my furniture was great uh, in the apartment. And then now that we have a house, uh, just the shape of the living room and the shape of our furniture and how it all fits and sets together, uh, it just doesn't look good. And that is a very privileged thing to complain about. Um, but again, I hate it. And so uh, I think one of the like one of the early things we will do is uh we'll probably replace that so okay makes sense makes sense yeah vince I'll, yeah vince what about you i mean just going through the moving process what are some of those unexpected did you find anything interesting you haven't seen in a while um yeah and that's when i knew it was time to let it go i was like <laughs> oh, these things are, i haven't opened this book in ages all right I haven't moved this document around for a while, but yeah, it's usually just like the things that you collect that you think are going to be useful that have just like not aged well, whether it's like old textbooks or old like um, technology that you have that you're like, oh, this portable charger, I'm going to use this all the time. And then the portable charger dies, but you never get rid of it. So like a lot of little trinkets and things that don't serve any purpose anymore. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think those are the most interesting and annoying things because they don't fit into anything or after you put them all together, they're oddly shaped and you're just like, okay, time to get rid of this stuff. So, yeah, but it did make me prioritize what I actually wanted to keep. And I think that was a really, really important process, like choosing to say, actually, I want this. I don't want this. It helps you kind of make a sense of what's important to you and what you prioritize. So that was a good benefit from moving. But at the same time. I moved an hour away and did it in like three trips. So it was a hassle in and of itself. I remember. So for those of you that know me, I recently, or I mean, this is a couple months ago. We talked about it on the pod a little bit, but basically I moved from one side of town to the other, like miles away from each other. And it was hard explaining to the moving crew that we were switching houses with someone because it's like, oh no, like we live here, but this is like my stepmother-in-law's house and she lives in a different house with my father-in-law and they want to switch back to this house. So now we're just swapping furniture going back and forth. And you could tell between the two guys that were helping us move, like, I don't fully get it, but you're paying us. So it doesn't really matter. (laughs) It's like house swap. It's like a reality TV show, but no one's filming. (laughs) No one's filming and nobody really wanted to be moving, but... (laughs) uh so speaking of moving houses uh we started a podcast about 11 episodes ago uh and vince i guess in caleb who's been probably on one of the most out of any of our other guests what have been some of your favorite moments or just like discoveries so far in this podcasting journey that you fully appreciated or maybe some unexpected hurdles that have kind of came up that you weren't expecting and then we can go vince then caleb sure yeah um let's see uh, getting into a rhythm and then also ensuring that you carve out the time to record. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to make it a priority and schedule it and then like commit to doing it together. If you're co-hosting or if you're recording on your own, you have to actually just sit down and do it. I think that part was the thing that felt 
less intuitive, even though it, it feels like that should be a priority at the beginning, right? Is to say, we're going to do this every day, or not every day, but every week at the same time in the same place, but then life happens and you reschedule and move things. And you realize that unless you dedicate a consistent time and put that into your, your regular life, it's kind of easy to let it weeks slip by or episodes to go by where you don't really put any content out. So for me, recently was like actually making that true, honest, deep commitment to say, I'm going to do this consistently and I'm going to work together and I'm going to, you know, contribute outside of just the recording aspects of like Mm -hmm. finding guests or picking topics and working through things. So realizing that if this was something that I really valued, which I do and want to continue to take seriously, then I needed to like actually commit to it. And that part has been kind of refreshing in, in that sense. Um, unexpected hurdles, uh, technology and realizing how like easy it is for your technology to not work um, mm-hmm. or to kind of have glitches or things like that. And then um, let's see, getting into a rhythm, I think, of like conversation and all that sort of stuff, because even for some reason, because w- even when the microphone is off, we get into a good conversation. But as soon as the microphone turns on or we say that we're recording, you start to kind of trip over each other a little bit. And so mm-hmm. that's been part of my my process or part of my experience of like learning how to get into the podcast flow. What about you, Caleb, as a guest that we kind of keep on bringing back? Man, I mean, <clears throat> I've been more of a listener than a contributor as of right now. Uh, but a thing that I really appreciated, like as a listener, um, there, I'm a man of many interests. And so luckily for me, a lot of the things you guys have covered are things that I'm interested in. So like, you know, tattoos, graphics, uh, building furniture, things like that. Um, things that like I, I care about and like I'm interested in and like want to like tackle or do myself. It's been fun to like listen to other people that have taken the initiative and gone out of the way to like kind of make it uh, a hobby or a career. Um, in most cases, it's a career. And kind of learn from them and stuff, too, because it's just like one of those things where it's like uh, as much as I do love graphic design, I'm not going to subscribe to a podcast just on graphic design, you know. Right. And so just sitting down for an hour and just like in a sense can, you know, participating in a conversation about it like that has been fun for me. Uh, And as far as like hurdles, man, I don't know. Uh, There's been a few podcasts where like I've been asked to be on but uh timing is hard and uh i'm a very busy man you know <laughs> as most people are my job is very unconventional and i don't work a regular nine to five and so it's tough to tough to carve out time to not even just make time to do a podcast but to to make time to hang out with people and, and live life so yeah, yeah that makes sense I think for me personally, and because I can relate a lot to what you both said, and I fully appreciate you both saying, I mean, the honest things that you did, because for me, just like Vince, it's just setting that schedule. This is something where when Vince and I first started, you know, we'd record a podcast or a couple podcasts, and then we'd take a little bit of a hiatus because like life would happen. And then we'd record one, take a hiatus, record one, take a hiatus. And then eventually we ran out, or ran out of like a built up stockpile of pods. And then when life really got crazy and we start, you know, we took, I guess you could say like an unintentional break. Like we would have days scheduled or like, hey, let's record tonight. And then we get to like an hour before and be like, we really don't have anything to record on. Um, and so since then, I think we've been so much more intentional and better on just setting an actual schedule. 
And like Vince said, when we committed to like, you know, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m., like that's the night, that's that hour that we're always going to hold to make sure we're available. That's definitely kind of changed, I think. The whole flaw or the whole reason why we did this podcast was to have good conversations. And I think that really secured. <laughs> Jay just texted me, God damn. Uh, he said, hold on a sec. So, <laughs> uh, Jake yeah. could be incoming. <laughs> uh, but no, for me. For another episode, it's 30 minutes in about podcasting. <laughs> hey, not to cut you off, but I can completely empathize with that. There are so many things that, like I've written down like in my planner to not forget. And still, I forget like one third of those things. And so, yeah, I get it, dude. I get it, Jade. Life is hard and things are easy to forget. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, just the, the irony that we're talking about like, <laughs> <laughs> staying on schedule and here Jade comes. Um, but no, yeah. And I think it definitely reaffirmed just our focus on the podcast in general of like setting that set time. And then now that we have a set time, we can email people like Jade or, you know, a lot of the other individuals that we've reached out to to see if they want to be on. Be like, hey, we record Tuesdays at seven. We're a little flexible on that. But would you ever be interested in being on? Yep. And I think that, I mean, even since we've like we both had that discussion of like, we're going to be consistent with this and this is going to be the time it's going to be the place and the mutual effort kind of pushed forward. I mean, we have the next I want to say three to four episodes already scheduled. And that puts us halfway into November. And so having that consistency, having that time to actively record and reach out to potential guests or um, even just schedule conversations that we want to have as just the duo, it really, really makes a difference in when we record, how we record. And I think that as we get more consistent, we'll get into that rhythm I was talking about earlier and it will just become a bit more, you know, cohesive and we'll get to that flow that we're looking to get to. And I mean, even the episodes leading up to now have been like, entertaining and humorous and really insightful and stuff like that so as we go we're just getting better and better as we as we do it and so i'm excited to see what happens in the next you know three to six months as we continue to be consistent week after week episode after episode so i'm excited vince what have been some of your favorite moments uh that we've done so far i mean we've this is our 12th episode of putting together we have what I mean, each our shortest episode was 37 minutes. So, you know, yeah. we have a solid almost 12 hours of content out right now. Yeah. So what have been maybe some of your favorite moments or favorite, you know, favorite parts of guests that we've had on? Absolutely. Uh, I love talking to guests and we have kind of a reoccurring crew that starts or comes on. Yeah. And I think that part is is awesome, um, especially like when we have Paige and Amanda on. Um, mm -hmm. It's just always super humorous and always really, really entertaining. Um, Paige is just naturally funny and really, really interesting. And uh, <laughs> what you can't see is Caleb is totally having a conversation with his wife off screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest thing to watch video wise. <laughs> hey, uh, she cares about what I care about, and we're just trying to we're just trying to game plan, you know. No, yeah, I mean so. marriage is teamwork, right? And that's <laughs> I've just gotten... the visual representation and the muted mic just <laughs> made it really entertaining. When I ask people about our favorite guests, and that's one thing, like I said before, I really want to chat with uh, uh, with Jade about. And hold on, I'm gonna add him to the call. Cool. Um, one thing I really want to chat with him about is that he's just <laughs> so good at uh. Hold on, as we're killing time, killing, oh, killing time, time, killing the time. Um, 
that I really want to talk with Jade about is just like the kind of people that he brings on the podcast. And uh, I've gotten so many comments on Pebs, Amanda and like Caleb and other people that we brought on just because they love listening to them talk. You've yeah. gotten comments on me? I have. What? Yeah. I think those episodes when we have guests and we have like just a free flowing conversation where sometimes the topic doesn't even like capture our conversation and it just breaks down into some strange path that we didn't plan on. Like, uh, like when Sarah talked about the turtles and like those sort of things and, you know, talking about funerals and what that looks like. And, you know, it was just really interesting to see how those conversations flow and how we get to that natural place that we're trying to get to, but still getting us through topics. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's, you get a lot of different things on this podcast for sure. Oh, wow. We're doing video. Oh, if you want yeah. to, you don't have to, Jade. We just like to look at each other as we talk. Yeah. yeah, we look at each other and have a Hold conversation. Hold on a second there, fellas. <laughs> okay. Jeremy, by the way, your shirt is great. Thank you. I haven't changed since I got out of work today, so I'm still <laughs> but, uh, it reminds up me of, like, the top. static from TV. Like back in the day when you're like on the wrong channel or something. <laughs> yeah. Gotta make sure. Oh, now you look great. There we go. How you doing? <laughs>